when I found out that the puppy, the clown, and the Eldritch Horror, and... Uh, Asher? Uh, oh, shit. Uh, I can't talk about that one. That one gets a little disturbing. Man, I want to know the end of this story. God damn it. What? All the time. Every time. Every, Every time. time. It's it. always that goddamn light. Anyway. <laughs> Welcome, everybody, to Front Row Perspectives. Uh... I'm David Slash Asher. Joining me tonight is, of course, Michael and hey Will Slash Kage. Hello! And uh, tonight we're going to be talking about Final Fantasy. Yes. So, uh, as such, we're going to be talking about like what was the first game that we probably played, what's our favorite, which ones we detest or dislike. <laughs> As well as probably ones that we would probably recommend to other people. Yes. So. Especially if they want to be introduced to it. As a blanket statement up front, I would like to just throw this out to get this out of the way because we, this is on everyone's to test list. Uh, we will not be talking about Mystic Quest aside from saying that we universally love it. <coughs> uh, mm, about that. Really? Oh, okay. Never mind. I'll save that for later then. <laughs> Apparently, that's not quite as universal as I thought. No. So, uh, <laughs> uh, since the one that actually set this topic up, let's have Will start out about this. Oh, sure, sure, sure. <laughs> uh, <laughs> my introduction to the uh, to the series was actually the very first one, Final Fantasy One, on the NES. Uh, this was in 1992 when I first moved to South Carolina and invited the first uh, some friends over. One of them brought over Final Fantasy. And the only way that we could beat the very first boss, Garland, was to do it with all four black mages. <laughs> what? Mm. Yeah, we were not really smart back then. <laughs> um, <clears throat> we thought that was the only way to win. Uh, and, of course, uh, we eventually won, but we couldn't do anything pretty much after that anyway because we got our butts whooped afterwards. Because <laughs> you had four black mages. That's all. I know. That's almost yeah. as bad as four white mages. Well, hey, that's actually a viable. That's actually a viable setup, though. Come on now. <laughs> so that was my introduction to the series, and then the next one I picked up was Final Fantasy IV, as it was known to us then as Final Fantasy II. Um, I rented it, and it was there was a save file on it that was pretty much almost at the end of the game. Ooh. So, but so I got to see like the the big whale. Uh, airship and all that, and I was then realized it could take you to the moon, and I'm just like, oh my god, this is freaking awesome! <laughs> uh, <clears throat> I didn't play Final Fantasy VI, or as we knew it back then, as Final Fantasy III, and, uh, until uh, emulation was uh, more rampant to, to be used for that one. More prevalent? Um, more prevalent, yeah, thank Probably. you, that's the word I was looking for. <laughs> um, and then, of course, I was the first one on the block to buy Final Fantasy VII, for the PlayStation mm -hmm. um, and Tactics when they both came out. Mm -hmm. So, and of course, I've been a fan of the series ever since, uh, including playing uh, both online renditions, Final Fantasy XI and XIV. Mm -hmm. um, and of course, uh, Lover since then. So, that's pretty much my introduction to the entire series. And um, I mean, it's definitely. Uh, had it not been for Final Fantasy XI, there would be quite a few uh, 
different people that would not probably be in my life today if it wasn't for that. So, mm-hmm. um, for those who are aware of our dealings with Final Fantasy fourteen, I would be talking like about Revu, uh, be talking about Spoonie Bard. Um, I wouldn't have met those two had it not been for the connection of Final Fantasy eleven back in the day. Oh wow! So that's a big thing. So with Final Fantasy eleven, uh, Final Fantasy just as a whole as a series is just one of my most beloved type of series to play and enjoy. Um, and, of course, has definitely shaped a lot of the relationships in my life. And I'm always thankful for it. Nice. So that's my that's my introduction. How about you guys? <laughs> <laughs> so uh, do you want to go or shall I go, Michael? I mean, I can go next. Okay. Well, you're, in this case, go right ahead, sir. Okay. So my first Final Fantasy was... Final Fantasy VI, or as was mentioned before, as we knew it in those days, Final Fantasy III. Mm-hmm. Uh, my uncle actually owned the uh, SNES cartridge, and so my cousin brought it over one night when we were hanging out, and we ended up doing an all-weekend run of it. Oh, Lord. Uh, we did not actually sleep at the same time. Wow. One of us would stay up and play while the other would take a nap and then vice versa. Until the game, I'm actually, I'm not sure if we did in fact beat the game. We definitely made it deep into World of Ruin, but I'm not sure if we did actually take out Kefka. Wow, yeah, mm. 48 hours, that's a lot of play. <laughs> yeah, it was it was pretty intense, but it was a, it was a hell of a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, we, we, we discovered relatively early on that when we were both awake, uh, that we had the ability to assign characters to people. So there'd be plenty, we would have our favorite characters that we would both play, and it made it more fun and, enter, and, and interactive when we were both awake. That's right, yes. Final Fantasy VI uh, um, at that time had where you can assign characters so that the second player can control them as well. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And that's that. where, that's, uh, Gal was one of my, uh, was one of the ones that was assigned to me then, and that's where my adoration of Gal came from. Who is still mm. one of my favorite video game characters of all time. Of course. Mm-hmm. Uh, following that, um, fast forward a couple of years, because it was it was a little late when we got into six that, that weekend. Mm-hmm. But I got, um, I ended up, uh, off of my first job, I ended up buying a uh, PSX with Final Fantasy VII off of a friend of mine. Ooh. And so that was my uh, that was my Final Fantasy VII, uh, and that was of course a lot of fun as well. Not mm-hmm. uh, to me, not as amazing as six, but also still really good. Mm-hmm. Um, and then from there, I've played every single numbered one from there. Uh, I've gone back and played a couple. Or actually, no, I think I have. At this point, played all the older ones at least a little bit, though I can't claim I've beaten every single one of them. But uh, I got eight shortly after it came out, for better or worse. Uh, I got nine shortly after it came out, very much for better. Uh, Mm -hmm. Ten, of course, uh, when 11 came out, I was all over that. Absolutely loved it um, and hated it, but loved it. (laughs) I think we all had a love-hate relationship with that game. Spent on my first character, on my first account, I spent way too many hours face-planted in what I affectionately referred to as the blood sands, uh, yes. which, 
of course, as anyone who's ever played Final Fantasy XI knows, is the uh, less than affectionate nickname for the Valkyrie. Valkyrie, yeah. Mm-hmm. Because that's where you were tried and shown that you were not worthy. <laughs> uh, but yeah, after that, I mean, 12, 13, you, absolutely love. Where you hear the the, the sound. <laughs> that's still not the worst deleveling I ever had in that game. <laughs> I went to 75 white mage that didn't oh, really no. bank. And I didn't really bank that much extra XP. Ooh. So I would... I would de-level like once a run. Ew. And I would fight and get back up and get back up and I'd be like, oh, I'm 75. I can work on merits again. That's a bad idea. That's a bad idea. Um, but yeah, no. <laughs> enough, yeah, enough trauma. Enough trauma. Um, <laughs> but then, of course, when 14... When 14 first came out, I heard the I heard the worries. I was still playing. At that time, I was playing WoW again, I think. So I wasn't really too worried about it. And I heard the rumors that, you know, maybe not the greatest experience. So I held off until the 2.0 when everything was awesome. Uh, 15, of course, awesome. Basically, for the most part, I don't really have many games in the Final Fantasy series that I dislike. Um... Except for and one. Even, and even fewer that I loathe. Except right. for two. Oh. Um, I dislike Mystic Quest. Because to me, it doesn't feel like a Final Fantasy. It feels like something else trying to be a Final Fantasy. And it's not terrible for what it is. You just wish it didn't have Final... the Final Fantasy name to it. Exactly. It doesn't feel like a Final Fantasy to me. It feels like... It feels like a someone else's one-off uh, fan project that got the Final Fantasy label stamped on it, and I and thanks, I hate that. Um, but no, there's only one game I truly, truly, truly loathe. Um, oh, and I guess technically I can add ten two to my dislike, just Ooh. because it's kind of uh, it's not loathe worthy by any stretch. It just didn't eh. feel. It didn't feel entertaining to me it didn't feel fun to me it didn't feel good to me it felt like this is again it felt like someone's um it felt like someone's original content do not copy uh fan fiction the of the final fantasy 10 world okay but no the one game that i absolutely loathe from the series is eight because there is a lot about that game that I do not like and that I very much, very much am angry about. It has its good moments, but they are few and far between, and I'm not happy. In the eternal words, whatever. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's, pretty much, that's pretty much the band's best answer is just whatever. whatever. Uh... All right, Asher. Well, uh, like Kage, my very first Final Fantasy was Final Fantasy 1. Uh, however, it was the factor that my eldest sister, apparently, uh, this may be news to people listening, may not be news to my fellow co-hosts here, but I do actually have siblings. But no. <laughs> I think we've actually alluded to this story in previous episodes, but I'm not sure if we went into any depth. Yeah. Um, so basically, my eldest sister and her boyfriend at the time, uh, her boyfriend bought her an NES, uh, the top-loading type, and Final Fantasy One. 
And she had been going through the game until she got to a point, and then she just stopped playing. At which she allowed me and my brother to try it out. Uh, but since there was only one cartridge and one save, my brother decided to get his own copy, and apparently we found out that that copy had a faulty battery. So, um, I attempted, as stupid as I was, the four white mage party. <laughs> I beat Garland. Party. I, I beat Garland. You did beat Garland. I did beat Garland. That's probably the biggest achievement that I ever did with that game, was I beat Garland with a four-white mage party. Alright, alright. Um, but uh, the next time that I encountered Final Fantasy was when we got our Super Nintendo, and a friend of my second eldest sister uh, brought over 2 and 6 and Chrono Trigger. Uh, we tried to... Uh, one of the save files was uh, a corrupted save file because that sucked. it. I and he said, "Don't touch that one," because apparently he tried to actively do that corruption. I'm like, Ew. um, and then the other one was that we weren't allowed to touch one save file because apparently, since this was I was in elementary school and he was in middle school going on high school uh one save file was just i didn't know it at the time but was every character was named after various forms of anatomy pieces uh, <laughs> from of an adult nature of an adult nature yes of course <laughs> but uh i really liked six uh because like at comparing two and six together is Sad to say, since that was my encounter with those two, I liked Six, but at the same time, I was more enamored with Chrono Trigger. But I still uh, went out and got myself a copy of Final Fantasy III when I had the chance. Mm -hmm. um, I did get... Uh, my parents decided... Uh, when we decided to move from Colorado down to New Mexico... They decided to grab uh, me, my brother, and we'd share this thing between me, my brother, and my two sisters, a PlayStation. And they got us Final Fantasy VII. As kind of a let's keep the kids kind of happy moment. So we'd all share it. And basically we were able to play it for a few moments then everything got packed up, we moved down to Mexico, and then it got unpacked, and we started playing it again. I was still, oh lord, over that game. Uh, got eight, and felt really disenfranchised because of just how different it was, and how broken it could it was. Because I got eight with uh, one of the guides. And then I found out how to set everything up to get uh, essentially Ultima and start gearing everybody up. Mm -hmm. And that's when the game just felt bleh. Mm -hmm. 
story-wise, like, story was kind of okay, but then it's like, when I hit the final dungeon, it's like, what? No, no, that's not how this works. Um, I only rented, uh, Tactics. Sad to say, I never got 9 when it was launched. I really wanted to, but I couldn't. Uh, it wasn't until years later that I actually did get to play 9. Mm -hmm. Um, looked at 10 with a bit of disdain because I was still kind of bitter from 8. Um... But looking back on it now, it's like, 10 wasn't such a bad game. Uh, the only time I really played 11 was when I set up an account briefly and tried playing with you guys, and then real life happened. That caused yeah. me to actively cancel my account because I couldn't afford it. So I don't have any of those fond memories. Um, 12, I did get to play, played it a little bit, kind of okay, but, eh, Bosch is Bosch, and I would have actually liked Bosch as the main character, versus Van. I'm the Bosch von Ronsenberg. <laughs> oh my god. Uh, <laughs> and... Legend say Michael still runs around town with, with... Screaming that at the top of his lungs every once in a while. <laughs> Don't listen to Kage's lies. Oh boy. Terrible. <laughs> uh, I did play 13, and 13 started out as kind of like, oh, it's the hallway. And then it's like, you know, some of these characters aren't half bad. The problem is, it's not the characters... Not good, either. <laughs> the, the problem was that the characters that I actively liked, you didn't get to play a lot of. So it's like, I really loved Saz's character and Fang. But... <laughs> there's that big butt there, you didn't get to play a lot of them. And by the time you get them as like characters you can swap in and out, it's like... Oh, they, they've lost all characterization. Mm -hmm. Also, fuck Snow. I hated Snow. Because, literally, he's the one that caused this entire fucking bullshit to go down. Heroes don't need plans. God damn it, Snow, you fucked things up. Badly. Good job, Good job Snow. Um, 14. I still play. Not as active as I was, but the one that got me into it was when I was rooming with you, Will. Oh you... dear, you're going to blame me now for it. I'm not blaming <laughs> you, I'm just saying that literally <laughs> sitting, seeing you sit there for hours on end, and seeing some of those cutscenes and reading some of those same things going like, damn, this is actually pretty good looking. Yeah, yeah. Fifteen? Mm -hmm. uh, definitely, definitely liked fifteen, because... It felt very refreshing. Uh, for side stories, eh, I, I, I'm not going to go into side stories because I feel like it'd be best just to focus on the main series. But probably if I had to pick one quotations side story that I liked from Final Fantasy, um, the one that I could think of is... 
Actually, I can't think of a good side story that I actively liked. Oh. Admittedly, like, I will say that I do like Crystal Chronicles, but more of from the story perspective than a game mechanics perspective. For reasons. But, uh... And, well, I do kind of respect uh, what they tried to do with uh, Mystic Quest... Uh, Game-wise, it didn't feel quite right, but I will say that the um, the freaking boss theme is kick is rocking. At least the music is pretty good, even though it's like a thirteen-second loop. Okay, I guess we can all say that <laughs> we like the music to the game, but nobody likes. Um... Nobody really, really, honestly likes Final Fantasy USA. Exactly. <laughs> I'm not saying I loathe it. I'm just saying that uh, they they did what they thought would be a good way to introduce us dumb Americans to Final Fantasy when we were like, before I had three of these, the hell is yeah. this piece of shit and the three of us that and the three of them we've had were so much better yes oh god yeah they were that's the real takeaway is that on a list of what are quality games that mm -hmm. you have given us squeenix uh final fantasy mystic quest slash final fantasy usa is mm, it may not be quite the bottom of the pond but well, it's, it's certainly it's, it's certainly got some muck on it from the bottom. Yeah, it, it was definitely touching the bottom at one point. Oh yeah. Well, and then it came along and stirred up the silt a little worse, <laughs> and buried itself there. Uh, you can tell we don't like eight. So, uh, I guess it's now time to talk about our favorite Final Fantasy. Yes, let's talk about our favorite and our most hated. I think most of us kind of agree on hated. Uh, but <laughs> yeah, I think most of us already kind of covered our most hated, but we yeah. can definitely double back if we miss anyone. Yeah. yeah. So, so as far as favorites go, um, I do have a top five for uh, the majority of the games. Mm -hmm. um, the top one, of course, is Final Fantasy IV. Um, cause that was the one that really, really got me into the series and I've always seeked it out. Mm -hmm. The day I actually got myself an actual Final Fantasy II cart. Nice. Um, was one of the happiest moments of my life. <laughs> Not the happiest moment, but one of them, I would say. Mm -hmm. Being able to actually procure that. Um, or as they say in X2, I scored it. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> um, the second one after that is Final Fantasy 3 or uh, Final Fantasy 6 mm -hmm. um, because it comes pretty dang close just because of its story and it has one of my favorite villains which my uh, online per name is basically named after so respect there mm -hmm. for Mr. Kefka Palazzo <laughs> uh, <laughs> son of the submariner Son of a submariner. Um, there's sand on my boots. They're taking care of Sarge. Idiots. Idiots. 
Oh, welcome to my barbecue! <laughs> <laughs> terrible. He's a terrible man. Um, <laughs> but so entertaining. So entertaining, yes. Thank he you, really Woosley. Want, he really did just want to watch the world burn and dance in the fires. Yes, yes, he did. Uh, and we love him for it. That is, the funny thing is, Kefka from Final Fantasy III, mm-hmm. that we know of him as, is actually a Woosleyism. What? No joke. That I did not know. The, so the name Kefka is a Woosleyism? Not Kefka his name, but his character. Oh, yeah, no, that we knew. Yeah. Oh, that we knew. The Be- fact that a lot of his personality actually comes from uh, Ted deciding to spice him up a little bit. Yeah. Because the original Kefka was just um, mustache twirling evil, just mm-hmm. blatant. But it, he was so well received, even in Japanese communities, that that uh, the the Woosley personality became his his primary his canon oh, yeah. personality. So, thank you, Woosley, for creating Kefka. Yes, thank you so much. Mm-hmm. Um, absolutely uh, and I think there was um, if anything says anything pretty much of uh, uh, I'm just trying to remember exactly there's some there's a specific uh, character that I want to oh and I will get to it hopefully later but uh, uh, so that's number two mm-hmm. uh, number three is Final Fantasy Tactics Sounds okay. a little bit weird for for a uh, for a Final Fantasy uh, that's uh, not really part of the main series to be a favorite, but Tactics story really gets me, and the battles are fun. It's just a little bit more uh, battle intensive um, and strategic than the normal type of battle system that we're accustomed to in Final Fantasies nowadays. But it's still a quite a enjoyable game. Mm-hmm. Uh, number four is Final Fantasy Fifteen. Um, that story was just amazing, and I cried at the end of the of that game. I actually did cry. It was very emotional. Oh yeah. Uh, and uh, final, the number five is Final Fantasy VII, um, and that's mostly just because of all the extra story that we've gotten throughout the years. Because apparently that's the one everyone else is uh, really really into. <laughs> yeah, that somehow has become. The flagship six after six other numbered games mm-hmm. that was the flagship. Right. It just happens to just be great. Um, just some of the story, but I definitely put seven just as a number five. Mm-hmm. So though that's my top five enjoying. Uh, I will I will pick those up and play those over and over and over again. All right. Um, if I was to give off some of the ones I hate the most. <laughs> um, Final Fantasy VIII is up there, mm-hmm. um, but I'm gonna have to give, uh, and of course Mystic Quest is just big Mystic Quest. But if I was going to give my most hated of Final Fantasies, I'm gonna have to give that to Final Fantasy two. Like oh, actual two. The actual two. Oof. Well, we already knew he didn't mean two four. Yeah. <laughs> Because, oh my god. Oh my... And, and some of that you actually were present with. Yeah. Asher, if you recall that. You were actually present with some of that... Some of the... When I was streaming that. 
I oh. actually was able to get all the way to the final dungeon, and then I kept getting killed over and over, and the dungeons were just so bad, poorly designed doors that would just go to nowhere just to put you in the center of a room where you would get hit with a random encounter. As you leave. Was, as you leave. It's just terrible. Oof. I got lost so much. I mean, the battle system I got used to. Ah, yes. And we kind of... And we kind of got like a better version of that in Final Fantasy XI and other games as well. But, oh my god. Two story and and just overall design just... Uh. (laughs) I will probably tackle it again just so that I could say I finally beat it because I, I I couldn't get through the final dungeon. It just kept killing me. I might suggest using the PSP version. I might have to because, oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so that one's pretty... I mean, Dissidia NT comes pretty close Ooh. as well. Really? Um, I'm very upset with Dissidia NT because I actually bought Dissidia NT when it came out. Mm-hmm. Because I was like, finally, I wanted to... I was like, I never got to play Dissidia uh, myself because I didn't own a PSP for the longest time. But I was just like, that's a freaking Final Fantasy fighting game. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. I bought NT, and I'm like, what the hell is this? Three on three, bull freaking everything's yeah. stuck behind a pay gate, and what the fucking... I was so mad. So mad. Yeah, NT was definitely... I owned uh, Classic Dissidia because I did have a PSP in that era. Right. And... NT was nothing like classic Dissidia. I'm I, mean, I I wish they had released it that way, where it was the one on one and everything was there for you, and you did just go in and fight and have fun. Because it was just like it was just like you take the the incredible experience of Dissidia and Dissidia Zero One Two, and put it on a console so that you could see everything in its glorious PS Fourness, and. That's what you went with? Mm. Uh, Terrible. Yeah. Terrible. um, My experience with NT was me and a a friend decided to do the open open beta test. You want to know how it went? Oh, do tell. Powered up the the game. Got in. Started playing. Why is nobody else's avatars moving? Five seconds later. Why the hell am I dead? Terralag, yeah. It was shit bad. Mm-hmm. And by the time I actually got to a match where I could actually try and do something, halfway through the match, guess what came back up? The lag. Terralag? Yeah. Of course the lag. And so, yeah, no, I was like, I'm not going to pre-order this. This is not worth it. And the only and I I will admit I have uh, purchased uh, the city NT, but that was because a it was five bucks on Steam. <laughs> so Which, that, nice. that's pretty rough. A Final Fantasy getting down that low that's that's saying a lot. Yeah. So that that's my experience with NT. Yeah. So that's basically my best and my worst list. 
So. Does that bring us back around to me? Yeah, it brings it back to you. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so I already covered my worst. Uh, <laughs> I still I reserve the right to pepper in my opinions if I think of something else later, like ten two and well, I can't really count thirteen three because thirteen three I never played because I absolutely hate arbitrary timelines. <laughs> timelines and time limits. Yeah. Uh, but for my top five, uh, you're going to hear, a, actually, you're going to hear a couple of the same things similar to Kage's list, but um, I, I think I think people might be pleasantly surprised. Um, right. And by pleasantly surprised, I'm expecting hate mail. <laughs> okay. So Let's my number it. one goes as absolutely zero surprise to anyone ever at all is Final Fantasy VI. Mm-hmm. Because to me, it is the and it is probably partly because it's my first one but it had one of the strongest stories of any final fantasy ever it had robust character backgrounds for most of the characters and there were a lot of characters Mm -hmm. it had definitely one of the most compelling villains of all time oh gosh yes it (laughs) had thanks teddy oh yeah it had (laughs) some very it had some very interesting character arcs it had a lot. It had a lot to uh, to offer it, and it had some of the most amazing music as well. Like, hello, opera scene? Yes, please. Oh, yeah. Uh, hello, dancing mad? Fucking thematic. All 17 minutes of it. Worth it. Yes. Yes. 100%. So, yeah. I mean, there's really, there's really no other game that could even... There again across not just Final Fantasies but every video game ever and ever. Amen. Number six, uh, Final Fantasy six is the top. Yes. Uh, my second Final Fantasy, which is closer than most people would think, but still definitely second place. Final Fantasy nine. Yes. Makes yeah. Sense to me. Because again, I mean, really good characters. It's a much smaller roster. But there's also more time with each character. You really get a sense for every single character's backstory, even the really weird ones like Quina. <laughs> you get some. You definitely get some backstory in there if you dig deep enough. You've got yet another really good, charismatic villain. It, this is not the. This is not the. I'm here to destroy everything because it's fun, kind of villain. This is more of the. Um, to use another more re- more recent, but maybe a little more niche um, uh, example, this is more of the um, Genesis Rhapsodos style villain, yeah. or or more of the uh, Ardin style villain, where very dramatic, a lot of flair for drama, um, but also very much a manipulator behind the scenes, really fucking everything up. Uh not to mention, there's some fun little plot twists in there that are just like, oh, oh, is that how this is going now? Okay, I'm here for that. Just overall, really good, strong game. Uh, my number three, uh, and this is where it's going to get a little bit. I'm sorry, he said what? Uh, where am I? Where's my pitchfork at? Um, Final Fantasy Tactics, specifically War of the Lions Edition. Mm-hmm. Interesting take. Because, granted, don't get me wrong, I love tactics. 
tactics and and there is actually one thing I do like better about original tactics versus War of the Lions, which is the fact that during combat, when you're casting a spell, your character may actually uh, use like a, like a little verbal thing, like a level a layer upon layer, make your mark now, haste, which is adorable. <laughs> but I really like what they did with War of the Lions, not just with the cutscenes, which are beautiful, but also with the way that they uh, changed the language to make it instead of just you know a very common modern English uh, sound, they gave it more of a Middle English kind of thing. Like one of the big one of the uh, big lines uh, early on, uh, Delida in the original version says, "Tough, blame yourself for God." In the War of the Lions version, says, "Tis your faith or birth which wronged you, not I." Ooh, right? That is a good, good update to that phrase right and it's just filled with gems like that like that's one of the biggest ones i remember but it's full of stuff like that it's it's again it's got the characters that actually have proper backstories that aren't just like your battle minions um you get some good backstory for um it may not be you don't get really like a full in-depth uh biology on every single character but you get some good snippets. You get some good information. Uh, there's some definite fan favorites. There's also in the uh, in both versions, but more so in uh, War of the Lions, you you get more um, fan inserts from other games. Like in both versions, you've got Cloud available as the recruitable character. In War of the Lions, you have Balthier available as a recruitable character, mm-hmm. which of course he immediately swans in and presumes and assumes the role of the leading man because who else would he be? It's just, it's a really fun game. There's a lot of really interesting allegory. It's another one that goes really deep into what we were saying before about religion because 90% of the plot line is the fact that you're literally replaying a fantasy version of War of the Roses with the Catholic Church in the center of it. Oh, yeah. Except it's actually the Glabidos Church in this case. So just really fun but also deep and has a good story and has some emotional moments. Uh, Number four, this is going to be the other hot take, and this is the one I'm definitely (laughs) expecting hate mail for, is seven, but seven crisis core. Ah, crisis core. Mm. If you said... (laughs) And And this line right here is exactly why I'm getting my hate mail, and I'm prepared for it. Because if I'm going to play seven, I'd like to play as Zach, not fake Zach. (laughs) (laughs) Damn. But no, seriously, though, it built a lot of the backstory, which as someone who had played seven and generally likes seven, and seven's still up there on my list, it just doesn't quite make this this spot. Hmm. Um, it's, It's good to have that backstory. It's good to see behind the scenes the stuff that happened before for the events at uh, the first reactor bombing. It's good to see, you know, like the war with Wu-Tai and see the strife going on in between, pun not intended, I promise. I just realized (laughs) the word I said. But um, to see the dissonance going on behind the scenes between the various members of Soldier, uh, get to know a little bit more about Sephiroth before uh, he went apeshit. 
get to know Genesis, who was the original ape shit. It's just really good. And it was really fun. The battle system was a lot of fun. Uh, it was just, I, I genuinely enjoyed it. And then it had the, the kind of mini missions that you they kind of tried to mix in with 7R, uh, but it still felt better in Crisis Core. Okay. And then finally for number five, and I might be the only person with this one on my top five, is 13. I think so far, yes. Probably. Because I genuinely, I, I get that it's Hallway Simulator 2013. I don't care. Um, the story kept moving in that direction. I didn't feel like I was at a loss for not being able to go elsewhere. The story kept moving in the in the right direction, so I didn't feel like I was being punished. <laughs> Pardon me, one moment. <laughs> Sorry about that, everyone. I didn't feel punished for uh, that I couldn't go and randomly explore something off the beaten path because I was being drawn towards where I wanted to go anyways. I was being pushed in the direction I wanted to go anyways. And for the characters, really, I of the characters, the only one I didn't really like was honestly Vanille. All the rest of them, I actually genuinely at least liked, if not really, really appreciated. Hmm. Even Snow, I'm just like, okay. I mean, yeah, he is literally the reason all this is happening. And yeah, he is not necessarily the greatest person ever on Earth or Cocoon or Pulse. Uh, <laughs> but at the same time, I was like, he's in love with this girl. And he thinks this is the way to save her, and he's trying to be a halfway decent good guy, and I can't really hold that against him. As much as I hate Snow, in the end, he's doing everything for the uh, for what he believes is right. Mm -hmm. It's just the fact that, like, literally, there's points where it's like, you Snow, why haven't you started questioning this shit yet? Because heroes don't need plans. God damn it, Snow. <laughs> but and then honestly and i mean i get that goes not really a, a that goes a little bit but not really towards 13.2 also 13.2 is another one i played that it doesn't make the top five but it's it's okay it's not terrible but 13 i mean 13 is the basis for that and 13 just genuinely felt good even and again a more allegory. I love the allegory of fuck the church. And mm -hmm. that had the allegory of fuck the church also. <laughs> In fact, I think... No. No, no, not really. Only two. Okay. I shut up now. But yeah, so that's my <laughs> top five. And I turn it over to Asher. Alright, so uh, I, I'm not going... These are in no particular order. But... Uh, Probably one of the ones that left the strongest imprint is, of course, Final Fantasy VI, because I absolutely adore the plotline. Everybody felt like they had a place in it, and how, whether they got swept into it, or they just joined out of curiosity, Gao swept into it would be like Cyan. Um, they all I felt... Thought, I thought you were going to say Umaro for swept into it. Well, Umaro, too... So did Mog, kind of. Yeah. Um, yeah. But uh, essentially, 
like they all kind of felt like they actually belonged to the plot. Like they didn't feel like, oh, this is just a bunch of disproportionate people that just kind of grouped together to do a story. It was like, these are a bunch of people that due to the events around them or that happened to them literally kicked off the end of the world and now they're trying to take it back. Um, and probably my favorite character out of all of Six's characters I would have to put as it's either going to be Mog or Edgar. And for very different reasons. Well, I didn't know we were going into favorite characters, but all right. Yeah, well, I was just going to mention them, but right. uh, probably the next one is weirdly this may get a, a like a weird reaction from the two of you because I actually like Final Fantasy V. No, that's that's perfectly fine. I love butts. <laughs> ah, yes, butts. Ah, butts. Uh, but it's not because, not only because it's Greg's introduction, but I actually like Five more as uh, from a mechanical standpoint. Mm -hmm. Because a everything that was kind of introduced into the various nebulous job system, like the hints of job systems, uh, mm -hmm. that they kind of actually codified in three. Five felt more like they actually got it solidified and knocked down to an actual precise science in this one. Where not every job is bad, it's just you have to know the synergy between the various jobs to get them to work right. Except for Berserker. Fuck Berserker. That's horrible. <laughs> There's no reason to level Berserker for, except for one ability and it's garbage anyway. Because there's better abilities for than that. Um, so probably the next one on my list, I would have to probably put it as Final Fantasy VII, because that one did leave a deep impression on me. But I still go like Seven was much more of a oh, hey, quotations, the darker story than 6 was, but it's uh, but some of the characters still didn't feel a little bit cohesive to the plot line. I'm kind of looking at you, uh, Kate Sith. And maybe a little bit of... Me. I'm just a fun puppet. I am in no way related to any of the people at Shinra headquarters. <laughs> And maybe a little bit at Sid. Because Sid's just, God damn it, I'm pissed at Shinra. <laughs> well, I mean, that kind of is his whole cohesion into the story. Yeah. Is that he's pissed at Shinra, Shinra's being assholes to him too, and they, they fucked up his dreams, and now he wants revenge. Right, right. Yeah, so um, probably after 7 is actually 14. I actually do like the world of 14. Like, mm -hmm. everything that goes into it, especially with what happened in Shadowbringers, where we got a little bit more into the history that they've been kind of hinting at since 
I, I want to say Heavensward with it. Um, but I love the world plotline. They're kind of they're, there's some liberties with that because well, main character has to be the hero of light or darkness. But I still like the world around it. Because it, it feels like, yes, these events did happen and they still left a mark on the world. Um, probably the last one I'd mention, and this one is kind of like a weird tertiary one that I would probably say is Crystal Chronicles. Yes, the bucket carrying simulator. Mm -hmm. Um... Not because of the plot line, not because of the mechanics, but just the the very aesthetic of it. I like how it feels like a bunch of watercolor paintings. Um. And 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 I know that some people are like really that's why you like it. I'm like, yeah, I I can like things as it looks beautiful. Yes. So, admittedly, with some of the news coming out of the HD remaster, I'm a bit worried about the HD remaster now. Oh, yeah, they, they actually went full mocap. Um, everything is hyper-realistic. <laughs> well, the one thing I'm worried about is that there's no local co-op anymore. Oh. Ugh. Yorp. Yikes. That's why I'm like, ew. Really, guys? Um, so that that's why I'm like, ah, uh, come on, guys. All right, probably to get into the, the 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 ones I hate. Yeah, what you hate? Well, other uh, I as stated before, I disliked eight because of just everything just kind of put a bad taste in my mouth because a the mechanics just felt way too easy to break. Mm-hmm. Our fearless leader would not like this. Oh, no. Our fearless leader perfectly understands that. But uh, I don't like the story at all. Because... Time compression. God, fuck. <laughs> Who the thought was that a good idea? So, basically, like... It's, uh, like, I kind of like the first part of it, where it's like, hey, we're not quite sure what's going on when you switch between Squall and uh, Leon. Laguna. Laguna. Laguna, sorry. Not Leon. Leon would be switching to an entirely different franchise. <laughs> <laughs> sorry. So, switching from Squall to Laguna, it's like, okay, uh, somehow this is going to play into the story. And when they started introducing the witch, it's like, oh, this is starting to get good. And then it's like, oh, right, GFC, your brain. I'm like, what? No, 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 no. Go back to why we're doing this weird time travel thing. And it's like, nope, we're going to talk about how all of us used to be at the... It's like, no, God damn it. And Every then, single person used to be there, including the first main villain. Wait, what? <laughs> no. And then it's like, Oh, by the way, the main, uh, the actual villain is this witch from the future, 
who can take over the bodies of her previous selves. I'm like, the fuck? What? And her Not even her previous selves, because it was any any uh, sorceress throughout time and space. Yeah. Um, and basically, it's like, and her entire purpose is just condense time down to one point. I'm like, this is me coming off of Chrono Trigger. I'm like, that's not how time works. That's not how any of this works. <laughs> that's not how the time timeline works. works. God damn it. No. That's not how forcing time works. Um, so. And the fact, and this is why I get butt heads with our illustrious leader, because he really only pays attention to the love story and not the other half of the story that the love story gets dropped for. I'm not joking. Like, literally, like, when you find out about Ultimecia, the love story just utterly drops from the plotline entirely. And by the love story, you're talking about Zell and his hot dogs, right? I wish that was the plotline <laughs> I was talking about. God, why couldn't we get more of Zell and his goddamn hot dogs? You know what the best thing about time compression when I even look up in the the uh, on the wiki for it is <laughs> it just says time compression. The first sentence as soon as that is a complete mystery. <laughs> I think that sums up the entire game. <laughs> yes. I think I think what science uh, sums up the entire game is the culmination of the first act mm -hmm. where Squall died. Oh gosh. We're not going to bring fan theories into this, please. That, that, that's a rabbit hole we don't want to go down. Time compression. But probably the next one in the list uh, that I hate. That's you may... what they needed to do against Lavos. They needed to compress time. <laughs> God, no. <laughs> we know what happens with that, even though I hate that game. I like you the game. Time devourers instead? <laughs> yes! Basically, that's what you get. You get, you, you get the time devourer. Oh, Do you dear. want time devourers? Because that's how you get time I devourers. Get time devourers. <laughs> uh, but oh, dear. as much as I'm not a big fan of thirteen, I liked how thirteen ended, where it's like, oh, hey, everything's nice. Then comes thirteen two and just shoves a stick up its butt because it took. Everything from 13 and said, no, you fucked it up. To me, that just irked me so much because it basically said that everything you did in 13 was literally just to fail. Uh, I mean, technically, 13-2 was... You did such a great job that the goddess was moved to free everyone from their uh, crystal, and the goddess fucked it all up. I don't know. Because the goddess Etro was so impressed by you guys and so moved by your story that she freed everyone, and by doing that created a ton of chaos, and then Lightning had to become her right-hand woman, and everything else was falling to shit, and et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. Um, while I have not actively played 
13 uh, Lightning Returns. The one thing I've heard about it is Lightning Returns does what people were hoping Chrono Cross would do. But the problem is that they didn't want it to be with Lightning. So, yeah, that's a weird way to describe Lightning Returns is the fact that it's like, it's Chrono Trigger? But done sli- but what people were hoping for Chrono Trigger? Hey. So they were hoping that Chrono would be Jesus Twin instead of Lightning? Maybe. I don't know. God, we we need another time devourer for the mm, Lightning Returns continuum. Pretty sure that's what's happening anyway. I like how we're constantly referencing Chrono Trigger and all this, too. Of course, yeah. Well, of course. I, I find Chrono Trigger to be an honorary Final Fantasy. See, and I say the same thing about um, Second Densetsu, is that they're honorary Final Fantasies. Yeah. But that's also because the first one was Final Fantasy Adventure. So, yeah. I mean, literally, it is an offshoot. Uh, and then there's, like, the other... Uh, then there was, like, uh, the Saga series on the Game Boy that also got the Final Fantasy moniker, but not so it's like the Saikenden Tetsu series and the Saga series are honorary Final Fantasy games so we might as well just give Chrono uh, an honorary pass as well yeah so yeah um those are probably the the games that I would put as disliked or hate um, and I mean, like, the honorary thing of, like, all of us kind of agree that it's a meh thing is, of course, uh, Mystic Quest slash USA. Because mm-hmm. Square was so convinced that they knew what the Americans wanted, and they were so wrong. So wrong. They thought Americans couldn't, re- uh, didn't want to read lots of blocks of text, which... If you think about it nowadays, that's way too forward-thinking for that era. (laughs) So, in other words, what you're saying is the game was 25 years too early? Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Which is sad. Uh, I don't know, because, yeah, maybe. I mean, if they were to remake it now in a modern... uh, If they made it more of kind of like... Instead of the way that they had it set up before, make it almost more of like a Diablo clone style. I could see it actually doing pretty well, but it still would feel really weird to call it Final Fantasy. Yeah, I, I don't think they're ever going to touch Mystic Quest ever again. That's probably for the best. Well, um, we've discussed games we liked. What got us into it? Games we disliked. Mm-hmm. Any weird stories with Final Fantasy? Because I know I have one. I have a weird story about Eleven. Do tell. So, I mean, we've already established that uh, me and gaming, I've had some definitely, uh, maybe not epic, but some pretty intense um, uh, marathons of gaming. Mm-hmm. Like we mentioned earlier, the full weekend of playing six, 
Mm-hmm. Um, and there's been some other ones like that too. But for me, Final Fantasy, and this is an 11 story, so this would be more interesting probably to Kage. But Asher, follow along. It's kind of the same concept. Mm-hmm. So I ended up, and at the point at this point, I was uh, in the Blood Sands. And I was leveling my Puppet Master. Which, oh, Puppet Master, I really need you in 14. Please. But anyways, um, so I would... <laughs> I ended up, I ended up uh, joining a party, because the party I'd been in before had disbanded. I joined another party. And the party, um, one of the people in the party had a quote-unquote friend oh boy who was a jp player who was pling us so basically mm. they were a white mage and just sitting there healing us so we didn't have to worry about that too much less death it's a good thing in 11 um that same friend we ended up moving to kufim which was usually the next area you go to for leveling so you take the blood sands up to 19 and then at 19 slash 20, you transferred to Kufim Island. Uh, and we went, the group was going. And I mean, at this point, I was in for a couple hours. I had a few more hours left that I was planning on playing. So I was mm-hmm. like, sure, let's do this. I'm, I'm, the, I'm game to stick around and keep leveling with you guys. We ended up leveling all the way through Kufim. And it was time to move on to the jungle. Ooh. And this same party was still together for the most part. We would have... People drop and get added back in, but the one person and their PL was still here. Now, by this point, I was starting to get some hints that um, this may not be your normal player and friend relationship. I was starting to get some subtle hints that the um, PL in this question uh, may be someone who, um, shall we say their services may have been acquired through real money trading. Ah, that type. Yeah. But I was like, well, I'm not paying for it. They're paid anyways. I'm going to benefit from someone else being, uh, someone else uh, doing this. So we leveled all the way through the jungle. And the party was still going. We oh, moved Lord. to Garlage shitty hell and the party was still going we moved to the crawler's nest at this point I have gained 20 levels in 24 hours and the party was still going and I was like I I gotta tap out guys this has been an amazing party but I gotta tap out so I ended up going with this group for 24 hours of straight playtime. Dedication, people. It's 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 a whole thing. I, I I used to be able to do that. I'm too old for that now, but it's a whole thing. Okay, Kage, any fun or weird or interesting stories on your end? Other than... Uh... Be honest, not really. I mean, I don't have anything that really, other than spending an enormous amount of time for uh, 
in uh for final, during Final Fantasy eleven and, and uh fourteen. <laughs> just oh, a yeah. lot of time spent in there. Um, nothing that points out is something poignant. Um, I do want to say though that there was a lot of uh, it's a it's been a the whole the whole thing's been a trip and a half. <laughs> uh, I have to say that uh, I mean there's a lot of good games in the Final Fantasy series, and there's a few games that fall short of you know expectations. Mm. I think that um, that overall Final Fantasy helps brings people together, not just the stories, which is a big part of it, mm-hmm. but the the spectacle, the music, uh, the themes, um, bring people back and really ha- give people that high expectation, and. Um, one of the reasons why why uh, we often say, especially uh, Michael and myself, at the end of streams, uh, we usually close with a line that's very similar to what's said a lot in Final Fantasy XIV. I mean, it has that mm-hmm. that kind of strength of uh, you know effect on our lives. You know, mm-hmm. uh, so it's it's something that's uh, ever present, and it's something that will probably be remaining for the rest of our lives as and uh, one would hope that the fantasy truly never will end yeah and that it will it will continue on despite its name <laughs> um, and the uh, and that uh, more memories will come from it um, I have way too many stories way too many that are numerous to tell that we could just like I could point out um, just specific specifically sorry um, but yeah I have to say uh, if I if I really wanted to point out one thing then I guess I could do this <laughs> and that is the wedding of uh, Eowyn and Spoony. Ah, mm-hmm. uh, yes. Um, that was a big one. Oh yeah. I I participated in a wedding before in Final Fantasy XI. I was actually uh, part of that, but I feel like fourteens was a little bit more because not only did I participate in the online version of that wedding, which was mm-hmm. an incredible experience to just be a part of it overall as well. I still have the the uh, stream that we did uh, for that wedding, uh, yeah, and I've watched it recently, actually, um, in the in the old archive, and then participate in an actual in the actual wedding itself <laughs> that happened about a year later. Um, that um, these are uh, this this series is a is an evolving thing, mm-hmm. and uh, we all we all live in it and we relish in it and uh, even if we are away because i think michael and i are currently away from 14 right now yeah it's a little bit a little bit more active but not as active yeah but but i feel that no matter what happens i feel that we will always have final fantasy there 
mm-hmm. to uh, to look back on fondly, um, despite how frustrating it can make us at times. <laughs> um, I, I find that the positive and the emotional uh, benefits are uh, something that will be cherished forever. And I, I truly believe, um, especially if, uh, <laughs> if Final Fantasy uh, 17 comes out as a online, if the, if the pattern continues, continues. Um, 16 will come out probably in a couple of years, and then 17 will shortly follow despite the fact that Final Fantasy 11 and 14 are still both alive and well. And there's going to be an update for 11, too, very soon. There's an update for 11. That game is still kicking. And it's older than World of Warcraft. Mm -hmm. So, so I I honestly truly believe that we have many more memories to come. And, uh, and it will, uh, it's going to be something that's going to be great to see and watch. And hopefully we can have uh, those watching and listening can hopefully maybe in the future take part of some of that. Oh, yes. Absolutely. Now and I feel like my story will be that, horribly misappropriate. <laughs> that, 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 that's all I have to say about that. <laughs> okay. Now, yeah, I, I feel like my story that I was going to share is now horribly inappropriate after that. <laughs> I mean, like, do you guys want me to share it? Because it's, it's going to be very short. Go for it. If you want to share it, please do. At least share something. Okay. I so... probably should have waited to, for you to share this one first and because that just... <laughs> this ruins the mood. I'm sorry, okay. everybody. Just go for it. We'll bring so, it back. It's okay. We'll bring it back. We'll yeah, in back. this case, um, probably one of the mo- uh, things that stuck in my mind the most, and this is just a horrible, weird happenstance that happened, is that in Final Fantasy VI, there's the ghost train. Mm-hmm. And everybody that's ever tried doing Final Fantasy VI always like, oh, you have to suplex the ghost train because you don't have to. You don't, you don't have, have to, to, but you but can. You can. So everybody that's... does it. I don't. Well, you're weird. <laughs> I think now I'm gonna move on with my day. So uh, I attempted to. Uh, so I attempted to suplex the train. I was doing a horrible job because ev- it would keep missing. So I said, I'm just going to do Aura Bolt. Did Aura Bolt. And it's like, okay, now's the time to try and do Suplex the Train to finish it off. Misses again. Out of nowhere comes Interceptor. Hits the train. Kills it. Oh, no. <laughs> oh. <laughs> and I was like, I love you, Interceptor, but holy damn. <laughs> Interceptor with that cock lock technology. <laughs> God damn Interceptor. <laughs> and kind of tying into what we just had, it's moments like those that literally just, that's going to stick with me for the rest of my life. Because I don't think anybody else, or at least not a lot of other people, encountered that type of moment where it's like, God damn it, Interceptor, why'd you do that? <laughs> But at the same time, uh, I was part of the weddings that uh, Will had mentioned. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it was maybe even part of one of the weddings in 11, which is why I signed up for it. Kind of? Um, 
if you were, I think I know what wedding because I was part of a wedding in both 11 and 14. And the one in 11 was with uh, mine and Asher's real life friend. Uh, not going to say a uh, real name on stream, but mm -hmm. the character name was Andremus. Yeah, Andremus. And, but, like, go, uh, attending um, Spoonie's wedding, both in game and in real life, was, it was definitely, it's like, oh, hey, these are people that I've played and raided with. Mm -hmm. And these are people that I'm willing to literally just sign in on an evening and help them out with whatever, what, uh, with whatever they're doing when they're uh, when they can because while i'm not as active as some people um occasionally i will see spoonie on and it's like hey you need anything done and we'll just try and do a couple of things mm. so I, as such like this is a series that i will i will follow for quite a while mm -hmm. what happens with the series We'll see, because A, they're working on uh, Remake Dash 2 right now. It's gone into production, mm -hmm. but that's it's gone into production. It's basically, they're working on it. They may have assets that they're going to be reusing from uh, Final Fantasy VII Remake, but there's going to be new assets that they're going to have to make. I'm going to see how far it takes us into the story. Mm. Especially where they ended remake, uh, remake. I'm like, you ended it there, guys. <laughs> mm. I was hoping for more, but... Yeah, like if it was a standalone instead of a remake, oh, yeah. that could have been the entire game right there. Yeah. Um... And then there's other games that have left other impressions because one of the side stories, uh, Final Fantasy Type-0, that one left a weird impression on me because it was the first time I'd ever seen a Chocobo in full armor crush a man's head in the intro. And that's when I sat there, uh, sat down for a moment like, Chocobos could be used as war states. Oh yeah, hell yeah. They Choc did that in Tactics. Yeah, but in Tactics, you didn't really see too much of that. Yeah. In in this one, you literally saw, like, a Chocobo acting as if it was a an actual full-on war steed, where it's taught to literally ram somebody down and stamp their head or body. Which, when thinking in real life, a war horse caves in people's chests fairly easily mm -hmm. and sat down and thought about it, it's like yeah that's yeah that's something people would do with an actual uh, if chocobos were real that would be something that they would treat it uh, treat chocobos as as a war steed so yeah th this series has left a deep impression on me and i love it for all its flaws and all its Praises, and as such, as Kage said, there's probably no other series that has garnered as much love as the series for him. Yeah. 
So I think we've kind of hit the point where we've exhausted pretty much everything. <laughs> uh, whether we uh, like the things that we hate about it, or at least the game, uh, the the games that we hate about it, the games that we loved, the moments, the memories, everything about it. We just we love Final Fantasy. We do. Absolutely. Well, as such, I'm going to have... Uh, we probably want to cut it here. So, yes. <laughs> As such, uh, thanks for joining us uh, with Front Row Perspectives. Um, spiel time, just to knock it out. Ways you can support us. Of course, word of mouth. Tell your friends, tell your family, tell your people that you kind of know. Um, basically, we do have uh, streams on Friday and Saturday. Generally, Friday is usually a retro game or a game that's just kind of piquing our interest at this time, whereas Saturday is usually a much more modern game. Uh, as such, uh, we also have the Front Row Weeklies, which usually pop up on Saturdays, and of course, Front Row Perspectives always happen on Sunday. Uh, you can listen to these podcasts on any of your preferred streaming service, whether it be Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spoofy. 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 Uh, uh, and if you want much more direct methods of supporting us, uh, we do have a Patreon. We also have a Redbubble store for merch. As uninspired as it is, it's still pretty good merch. Um, and if you have a Prime account, you have that free Twitch subscription that you can give out to people. And so you could um, technically give to <laughs> us. But, uh, that's the end of Spiel Time. And I hope everybody has enjoys the rest of your day. Bye, and, everybody. And what, Sorry, yeah. since this is Will's episode, I feel like he should take us the rest of the yeah. way out. You know what? We'll just, I mentioned it earlier, might as well. So, everyone, may you ever walk in the light of the crystal. Have a good evening, everybody, and take care. Bye. Good day, everybody. Bye. Now. So, cannibal. So, let's go back to that dog conversation, Kim. Yes. Uh, what was the last thing I mentioned? Uh, the Elder God? <laughs>